Alrighty, alrighty. Thanks for tuning in. This is the KDK9 Show, 651-429-5433. Uh, you can, it's all the shows are podcasts. I'm podcast. So if you're a podcast person, go to mytalk1071.com, go to the KDK9 Show page, and you can listen to all my past shows or the current show. And remember, all the shows stream live all over the world. You got a computer, you got a hookup. No matter what show's playing, you can hear it live at the time. So, um, Hopefully uh, everything will, you know, it's, it's great. It's good. Everything's good. And then, like I say, if you want a KDK9 Facebook page, uh, check that out. The Vikes right now, if anybody's not watching the game, it's the uh, uh, start of the third quarter. Chicago 10, Chicago 10, and uh, us, Zippo. So let's hopefully the new team <laughs> comes up, shows up with this second half here. They did awesome last week. But anyway, so, yeah. Uh, uh, now... I don't know if any of you guys saw this. It was on a news station uh, earlier. Oh, what, you forgot, you forgot uh, trivia. I'm people, mm-hmm. people, people. Keep me, keep me in test here. Well, you got to admit, Katie, the other team does have better socks. Socks? Yes. They're really cool. They're stripy. They're called the Bears. They have better socks. They have better socks. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'll, I'll make note of that when I I mean, look. the Vikings are just wearing like... White or black or whatever. What is the world's fastest creature? The world's fastest creature. Do you have any idea? Uh, fastest creature. That's it. That, no, that feels like a trick question. That, yeah. That it's because uh, I know one that most people would say, but I'm actually creature. Yeah. So not the fastest land mammal. Um, no. That would be the cheetah. Yep. What is the fastest creature? Fast at what? Okay, I'll give Jumping you... up in the air? All right, no, uh, I'll give you a hint. It's okay, it's a bird. That is super fast? Super fast. Huh. It's a bird. It's out there. Yep. Oh, I don't know. Okay, Carly, we're trying... What is the fastest creature? Creature. The world's fastest creature. Now, I gave Jess a hint. Yeah. Okay. It's but, but a you're bird. Not, oh. oh, I thought you were getting a bird. A yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a like bird. an ostrich? No. No. I don't know. That's what. Yep. A bird? It's a, not a penguin. Hummingbird? Um, I, don't think that's, I don't think the penguins qualified as a bird. Yeah, they're birds. Are they? I think oh. so. They have wings and okay, what, flap, they, right? Isn't that? But they don't fly. But they fly. They their wings. fly to be a yeah. bird. Uh-uh. Ostriches don't fly. don't fly. Yeah. They're birds. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, give up. Hummingbird. A hummingbird. No. Um, they seem fairly fast. Yeah, but they're not. Woodpecker. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to go through all yeah, of the birds that? we know. Okay, it's what, a sparrow. Wily it's, coyote bird. What yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a peregrine falcon. Roadrunner. Peregrine <laughs> falcon. Falcon. Really? Is oh. the world's fastest creature. Oh, wow. Peregrine falcon. Okay. Cool. Fine. Right, so there. <laughs> hey, give Oliver 651-641-1071. And who's up? We're going to talk to Sally. Sally has a question about what shots are abs- absolutely needed for a completely indoor kitten. Ah, Hi, Sally. How you doing? Hi, Katie. I love your show so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, how old's your kitten? About 11 weeks. 11 he weeks. Tiny, tiny, tiny teeth. We rescued him from a neighbor who had an accident. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Okay. Have you done anything yet? Any shots or at all? No. Okay. Now, what's your, because I have a kitten now that's four months old, and I haven't done any shots yet. Okay, Jess, why don't you jump in on this here? Well, how long have you had this kitten? Uh, let's 
September 11th. Oh, okay, now 11th. Oh, okay, so, so a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I think usually, especially when people get new puppies or kittens, it's important to have them at home for a while so that you can observe them, so that you can tell if there's anything wrong with them or not. And so right. is Kitty eating well? Yes. Using a litter box? Oh, my gosh. Perfect. Yeah, okay. Active, playful. Oh, yeah. Crazy, climbing the drapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, but yeah. no, I don't want him to, but yeah. Oh, okay. Just cut <laughs> so, the toenails. Yeah. Get, get, a, so get then, a fingernail clipper and cut that cut. Okay, so, so, now, so now that you have a normal kitty, and what are your plans for this kitten? Indoor only. Okay. Um, and so then it's just kind of... Well, I mean, in in any case, really, it certainly is up to you if you want to vaccinate the cat or not. Mm-hmm. Now, out of the cat vaccines, so there are two different things to look at. One is the cat distemper combo, and the other uh-huh. one is rabies. So, the, why would he need rabies? That's what one person said, and I wanted to ask about that. Yep. So, good question. Um, you know, the odds of an indoor cat getting rabies are close to zero. Um, you could potentially get a bat in your house, and that is pretty much the only way that your cat could But get not every bat, bat carries rabies, even if you right. get a bat in your house. Right, so it's kind of a right. remote possibility, right. but but it's, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's a possibility where we live. Uh, yeah. Right, and then the other possibility is that um, people have children, the cat's going to try to get out, maybe, and kids are lousy at shutting doors and, you know, body blocking the door and stuff like that. So there's this just... Well, my son turned 13, and that was his surprise birthday present. Oh, nice. he knows. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically, there's the potential that the cat could get out. Somebody comes to your door, you open the door, you don't realize the cat's standing right there, kitty goes outside. Okay, but now, also the thing, now, do you have any other animals, or is this kitten the only one you have? Uh, no, I have a dog. I called you before because he's a little overweight. Okay. <laughs> How's that going? Oh, not so well. Oh. <laughs> Remember, you feed you the like, bulk of the food in the like morning. You don't like carrots or broccoli or anything, so. Green peas, green beans. Why does he have to have any treats anyway? Just use them pieces of the food and then take that food out at the end of the day so he's not you're not feeding that total ration, all right? Okay. But I remember, you yeah. always feed a light dinner. You know, let's say you're feeding a ha- uh, cup a day. It's three quarters cup in the morning and a quarter cup at night. And the older okay, the dog, he's seventy five pounds. Okay. Mhm. He's medium sized, or should be. Okay. And I think I'm giving him three cups a day. Of what? What, of what brand? The, of his? Oh, what kind of food? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get it from the. Um, I live in Belle Plaine, so we're pretty far out. Yep. From the co-op. Okay. Okay. I think it's called Loyal. Okay. Okay. I've heard of that. So yep. is it a, it's a dry dog food? Yeah. You have heard of it, Katie? Oh, yeah, I have. I've heard of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh! Does it, have, is, does it have grains in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but three cups a day, that's, that's way a much. lot of food for a dog. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For any dog. I mean, that yeah. might, if I had a 150-pound dog, I might consider feeding them that much. But. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, okay. I would cut them down right now. I would, like I say, I would cut them down to a cup and a half a day. One cup in the morning and a half wow. a cup at night. Yeah. All right? And then, like I say, if you want to take some, if he does, uh, you know, instead of giving him the, like, the 
treats that are real pretty, <laughs> and it's got a lot of stuff in it. <laughs> no, I don't do that anymore. You told me the ones I was giving him were sawdust, so I stopped okay. Yeah, I know which ones that you're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but like I say, you can give little pieces of his dog food as treats if you want to do that, or like green peas, green beans, you know, something small like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So why can't you use pieces of cooked meat or yeah, you can do that. pieces of raw meat or yeah, but that's calories. Oh, I gave him some cooked chicken. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. 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 But and, then take and that then just cut back on his food. Right. Yeah. That. Take that in consideration okay. that maybe if you give up, gave too much of that during the day, then you know when dinner time comes, that half a cup, mm-hmm. that he's not getting it because he's already had some chicken and some stuff and stuff like that. Okay. But go yeah, down to a cup he, and a half a day and use a smaller bowl. Otherwise, you're going to go, oh, that's not enough. <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying. Yep, yep, yep Okay, yep. so back to the kitchen. Okay, back yes. to the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Right, so, so, the, so the kitten, so for rabies, you know, you just kind of kind of weigh your odds as far as what might happen, yeah. which we can't really Hopefully guess. Hopefully no on that. Right. So some people do like to get the cat a rabies vaccine, which you wouldn't do until they're between four and six months old. And then you just, you only do it once. You don't ever have to do it again. So that's an yeah. option. Now, as far- my dog's nine and he has a headshot since he was seven. Good. Good. So as yeah. now, as far as the cat distemper combo. So mm-hmm. the, the distemper part of that vaccine is quite effective. Um, but of course your cat would have to come into contact with another cat in order to get distemper. So then you're back to the. Uh, cat gets out, or we decide to get another cat scenario. Oh no! Yeah, and then and then the other parts of the vaccine are the upper respiratory viruses, and the vaccine okay. is not meant to be preventive. Mm-hmm. It is meant to attenuate those diseases, so that if your cat is exposed to them, it won't get as sick as it would without the vaccine. Okay. Okay, sort, he of, has, sort of ish like um, the human flu goop vaccine. coming out of his eyes and nose. So I got the teramycin. Uh huh. And it seems to be really working. So you're putting that in his eyes? Yes. Okay, so he's on an antibiotic, which means, you know, no vaccines right now anyway, since you're treating well, I, him. For I something. got it at the local. Uh huh, teramycin is an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But that's what I should be giving him. That's what I looked at online instead of. Making a trip to the vet, which is going to charge me a hundred dollars, and yeah. Okay, but that but what that also means is that pay attention to your kitten's immune system, mm-hmm. right? So don't feed dry food. Introduce some raw meat. As little kitten, put him raw on, meat for the kitten. Yes, put him on a probiotic. Mm-hmm. Give him a little drop of fish oil. And well, okay, what do you mean by probiotic? Uh, you know, probiotics, you can buy them at health food stores. I, you can buy them on the internet, too. You're looking okay. for something that's going to provide healthy bacteria that's going to repopulate the guts. Because okay. when you have a cat with upper respiratory symptoms, so stuff coming out of the eyes, they're sneezing, stuff coming yeah, out of their sneezing, nose, yes. okay. sometimes they're coughing, that means that the immune system is stressed. Right. It's- so okay. then you do care and cultivation of the immune system. Okay, hold on to that thought because I've got some other, because I've been going through with it. I've got a kitten that's four months now that was mm. born at our place, and so let's discuss here. So don't hang up. We're going to quick uh, go to, and then we're going to come back, okay? Okay, uh, well, who is the world's fastest, no, wait a minute, I just did that. Who, <laughs> what, which insect is the longest in the world? Which insect is the longest? Be back. Hey, thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. 
for tuning in to the KDK9 show. Okay, what did I, what was your question? The biggest, longest, longest insect. insect. Oh, the longest insect. I don't okay, do you have any idea? Long insect, I don't either. This kind of scares sort of me. Centipede. Thing. I was going to say, yeah, like it's a millipede or something. Or mil- yeah. Okay, oh, it's God. called Chans, C H A N S, Chans, Mega Stick. Mega Stick. And obviously, it's a stick insect. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we're going to have to look it up. Chans, C-H-A-N, uh, Mega Stick. You can look that up because uh, if I look it up, I'm going to have nightmares. Okay, then go for it. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, Chan Mega Stick. I'm going to have to look that one up too. Even though I imagine it's got to be a stick. Obviously, it's a stick It's insect. like a praying mantis you know, something or something like that. It's yeah. Gotta Does be. it say how long it is? No, that's what you have to look up to find out what it is, you know? So she's going to look it up. Okay, bikes are still zip. Chicago 13. Now, come on, bikes. Everybody say it at the same time. Come on, bikes. Play like you did last week. You know, rock em, sock em, robots. All right. Okay, you say there? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're working. No, we're waiting. We're waiting. We're talking to Sally. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh. Okay, well, she's... talked to Sally. I'm looking up the mega stick. <laughs> I was like, Sally's with us. Don't okay. worry about it. Gravy. Okay. Okay, Sally, I just had uh, uh, some kittens that were born at our place. My husband brought home a cat, mama cat. Two weeks later, she had kittens, okay? So they got upper respiratory, okay? So then what I had to do is, what I did is I took heavy whipping cream, you know, the whipping cream. And then what I did is I put some colostrum in there, and I also put a good probiotic. And the probiotic I use that you can get from animalessentials.com. You can get from vitalplanet.com. You can get uh, go to the health food store and get uh, PB8. It's a human probiotic. All right. P is in Tom. No, B, P is in P, Paul. Yeah, PB as in peanut butter. Peanut butter. There you go. Or Paul Betty, because I know Paul PB8? Betty. Or Paul Betty. PB8. You can get that at a, a human health health food, okay? And the other ones. But anyway, and so what I would just do and mix it in with the, the colostrum and in, in the digestive enzyme and the probiotic and that little bit of whipping cream, okay? The heavy cream that you get out of the dairy center or, you know, whatever. And so because, oh, with yeah. The, yeah, with a kitten, you know, everything's got to stay either soft, you know, because they really don't have the chewing power yet. And so uh, then I used grain-free canned food from Nutrisource. They have seven without chicken, and so I use. I would rotate in. There was a couple of them that he, he, she liked, and there's a couple of them not so much. And put a little bit of warm water with that. Um, so it's just up to yourself. You know, the reason why I did the uh, the whipping cream is just for the fact that a little bit of extra uh, calcium. You know, for the as young as the cat is. All right. Okay. And anyway, so and I didn't give him much. Okay, just a little bit. And then I also put the probiotics and digestive enzymes in the the uh, good grain free canned food. You know, from Nutrisource. And what was that? Um, colostrum is that like colostrum comes out of. Yep. Women's, yeah, you know, yeah, I got powdered colostrum. When, when you buy it at the health food store, it's made from cow's milk, right? Not, not oh, okay. human milk, right? Yeah. So you can get colostrum, and colostrum is supposed to be taken on an empty stomach, it to be more fully benefit. That's what I, every place I've read. That's what they suggest is that the it should be more on an empty stomach. And I don't know why, but it, I don't anyway. think it matters. Yeah. So I I just decided, you know what? They said to be more yeah, effective because so. that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. So I don't know, but anyway, so so I just mixed it all together, you know, to try to get there because they got upper respiratory and they were pretty sick there for a while. Two of them were worse than the other two, but anyway, but that really helped turn them. What around. were their symptoms? Same thing. What you're talking about? They were sneezing. 
They sneezed a lot. They had, you know, snot in their nose. They didn't have that much snot, though, but they sneezed a lot. Then they become kind of lethargic. They would play, but not play like they were shot out of a cannon like they were doing before. <laughs> you know? Well, he plays a lot, but then he sleeps all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we started with that, but they're growing. So cats, just like puppies, yeah, they sleep like, a lot. It's like a baby. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyway, so that's so, what I mean. So I, to build up the kitten's uh, immune system, that's what I did. And so then I. Uh, okay. So that, that's what it, it's just. And then, see, because with kittens, their teeth, I just found they like soft stuff, you know, stuff more. So uh, so that's why they, I, they she got the grain free canned Nutrisource. The, the, oh, grain free. Okay. Yep, grain free canned Nutrisource. Along with, and believe it or not, she likes. The, the dogs I give freeze-dried foods to, you know, and so I did is I crumbled them up, not like in tiny little pieces, just, you know, a little bit smaller. She loves <laughs> freeze-dried, you know, the freeze-dried foods. So, so I mix that. I don't mix that. I just throw that on the floor, so she got to go find it. And then I've been using the freeze-dried treats from uh, Pure Vita. Okay. Pure Vita has uh, freeze-dried treats. It's got venison, duck, stuff like that. I've been hiding some of those, so she's got to go find those. And so, like I said, they're small, and they're, it's easy for her to eat. Okay. And so that's and what I mean. What if I have, because I have like a 20-pound bag of the kitten food, mm-hmm. kitten and cat food. Can I just moisten that like you said before, or does she, she really need the... Wait, what, what brand of food is that? Yeah, the, the um, royal oil. But now, what, oil? Yeah, oh, okay. what size bag did you say you had? And what size cat do you have? Yeah. <laughs> well, he is like 11 weeks, so he's a little tiny. Right. And so tiny, you will, tiny little you will, you will never, in the front. Right. You, so you, will, you will never, ever, ever buy a 20-pound bag of cat food ever again. <laughs> Repeat after me. Yeah, there you I go. I will well, never buy it. was free from the food shelf. Okay. So. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. That's pretty good. But see, now, you got to make sure that you uh, you want to put the bag in a Ziploc bag. Or in, not a Ziploc. Mm. Put a bag. Well, I would do that. If you had freezer space, I'd put some of that in a zi- Get some freezer Ziploc bags and start filling uh-huh. some bo- uh, them and put them in the freezer to make this last longer so it doesn't go rancid on you for what you're going to feed, okay? And so, okay. if you can, if you have freezer space for it. Um, also, too, you know, don't dump it into plastic uh, bin. Set the bag in the plastic bin. Um, but oh. anyway, because, uh, yeah, because remember uh, the totes, the plastic totes that everybody dumps their food into, is uh, yeah. plastic is porous. So what it does when you dump it in there, it grabs the fat and brings it in. Okay, then you feed mm-hmm. it out and it gets lower and lower and lower. So then you come now with a new bag and you dump it in and all that fat that's on the outside, that's what makes dog food and cat food shiny. Okay, then the pores <laughs> open again and what they brought in before now is, is rancid and, and so it's going to make the new food more rancid. So that's why you, you set the bags in. You never pour the bags in unless you're going to use either plastic, not plastic, steel, you know, like a you know a garbage can that's tin, or um, then yeah. you can dump it in, or you can, or glass, or ceramics. And that's exactly what I have my dog food in. Yep. And so, so yeah. So now next time, no, what you the, get, the like Rubbermaid thing. Right. Yeah. And so now once you get done with it, or take it now, like I say, go get a something uh, like a uh, tin one, or put it in something, and then set it in and just don't pour it in just figure figure it out which way you want to do it but anyway so that's the thing though is that i get you a little kitten on and yes you can take and and put hot tap water on it wait for it to rehydrate okay right and then make sure that this food is soft fluff it up put your you know the probiotic digestive enzymes into it fluff it up again and then feed her and now kittens they eat 
little bit more often a day, all right? So you might want to rehydrate it. And then, like I say, she gets a couple tablespoons in the morning, a couple tablespoons in the afternoon, a couple tablespoons in the evening, all right? Yeah, and we have to keep it away from the dogs who... Yeah, yeah feed the cat up. Overweight. <laughs> yeah, and, right. And, right. And feed the pet cat either in another room at a time so she just eats what she needs, and then she's done. Pick up whatever's left over so the dog doesn't get it. Don't leave it out. Right. All right, yeah. and then feed her up, you know, so that it, the dog can't it doesn't have accessibility to, to it. Okay. Okay, so what about the shots? Okay, the shots, you know, what I did, I have not done any, okay, with my cat. And so with the rabies. Yeah, so, and right now it's moot because your kitten is not 100% well. Right. So you don't want to be doing any vaccinations. So okay. Yeah. Because it says when you have a healthy. Correct. Mm-hmm. And yours I is. I am. Exactly. Right. Yep. Bingo. Yeah, that's exactly what Katie says. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> yep. That's right. <laughs> so that's why I wait. Just wait on getting the cats healthier and bigger. And then you can make to decide what you are going to do and what you're not going to do. All right. Okay. What. If he is a normal indoor cat, does he have to have anything? That's your decision. We can't tell you what to do. Okay. Right. If you want to email me, I can tell you what I'll do. <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay. I will find that. But anyway, uh, but yeah, so you just have to be, that's decisions that you have to make for yourself. What and, and, and how often and all that. That's all, all, that's what you have to come up with. Okay. But if you want to email okay. me, I'll be happy to answer that question. Okay. Yes, how can I email you? Okay, just go to mytalk1071.com. Go to my Katie Canine show page. It just says email. Just hit that. Send me an email or call me up at Katie's Canine. Okay? Okay, great. Okay. Thank you guys so you much. Have a good good luck with your kitten. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks. Yes. So anyway, did you find the walking thing? It's a walking stick. Wow, that sucker is big. Did you look at it? Did you find no, it? No, I told you. I'm not it going to. Like a, but yeah, but no, it's not nothing for nightmare. It looks like a stick that would come off a tree. It's, it's it, yeah. With, with legs. With legs that look like sticks that are attached to the stick. legs. Yeah. And it's really, really long. Yeah. It's kind of as long as your arm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, but seriously, yes. It is kind of beautiful. It really is. No, <laughs> In the land of insects. Mega, can a mega trivia. stick. There you go. Let's get some oh. trivia. Oh, what? Don't go gravy here. We're just admiring <laughs> that. And, I know. All right. What is, what is gypsum also known as? What is gypsum also known as? Gypsum. And this one I really had up. It was crazy. Okay, we'll be back. All right. Thank you for tuning in and sharing your Sunday afternoon with me, Katie K9. All right. What is gypsum also known as? Now, gypsum is what you could put on your lawn like two, three times a year that will neutralize your acid in your dogs. Okay. It's kind of a fertilizer and such like that. Okay. What is it also known as? And this one here really blew my mind. I do not know. I can't ever remember. Okay. You ready for this? Uh huh. Plaster of Paris. Plaster Gypsum? of Paris? Yes. Gypsum is also known as plaster of Paris. Yeah, you know Paris. that stuff you have at home in your cabinet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. No, I don't, Dr. Jess. Please. I don't either. I'm like, okay. I'm not Explain sure. more. I don't know if that gives me more information. or. Yeah, no, I, I just, just... Yeah. That totally blows my mind. Plaster of Paris is gypsum. So, I don't know. So, you must be able to mix it, you know, and then it turns into plaster of Paris, right? I guess. Yeah, you can put it on your lawn. That sounds like an excellent plan. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> right. There we go. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Okay. Now, a couple of things coming up. 
uh, dates. I want you to remember. Okay, we got uh, at the Wildlife Science Center that's up in, I think it's Stacy now, if I'm not mistaken, or Wyoming. It's right off of 35. Okay, Saturday, October 5th is their Harvest Howl from um, 11 to 4. And then they've got vendors there. they got food there. They've got different... Um, uh, it's it's kind of neat where they've moved to. It's it's pretty cool. Hopefully they built a parking lot because parking sometimes can be a problem there because everybody wants to come out and see the wolves and stuff like that. But anyway, so uh, adults are $15, 10 our kids are $10. Four years, kids four years and under are free, okay? So adults are $15, uh, kids are $10, and then kids under four is free. But now this is a fundraiser for them also. This is another thing to be reminded now as we are cleaning out your freezer because, you you know, you're, you're putting all your gardens, that you're, you know, stuff from the gardens, you're freezing it. You know how things get buried and such like that. Oh, geez, we don't need this anymore. So any freeze, anything you got in your freezer that, uh, they call the Wildlife Science Center. Uh, you can go to Wildlife Center Center, wildlifesciencecenter.org because they will take it to feed the wolves all right if you got old meat in the freezer maybe it's two years old it got buried and you have no idea how old it is they will take it to help feed the wolves so um, in fact they had yesterday and today they had a day it's called uh you know clean your freezer <laughs> but anyway so but the harvest hall now is uh saturday october 5th from 11 to 4. So uh, that's wildlifesciencecenter.org. And uh, so they're like, they got vendors. You can see the wolves. I mean, obviously, you don't pet them. They have a lot of little fire going, you know, weather permitting. They have uh, a nice room that they that they uh, do uh, educate you on a lot of different things because they do have some other things out there, too, other than the wolves. But it's, it's pretty cool. So that's wildlifesciencecenter.org. The har- Harvest Towel, Saturday, October 5th from 11 to 4. Right. Okay. Back to the uh, what we're talking about now. You, uh, as a, a vet, uh, you you get clients, and I well, I get people clients that come in because I'm a dog trainer, right? Mm-hmm. They come in, and well, they need help because their dog is either unsociable or uh, sp- get kind of scared or whatever type thing. But as a vet. But, but let me back up. I noticed that like yesterday when I was at Peterson's. Oh, by the way, Peterson's up in uh, North Branch. Unbelievable, unbelievable people. Unbelievable store. You have to go there. You got Christmas coming. We got Christmas and the holidays. Their birthday's coming up. The, the stuff they got there is unbelievable. Between their home and garden store, they got clothing. They got fantastic, you know, cat, dog food, cat food, chickens, horses, uh, an array of great knickknacks and just, just fun stuff. So Peterson's Supply up in Force, or up in Force, up in North Branch. Uh, you got to check them out. They're awesome. I just loved them. But anyway, so where was I going with that? Right. Oh, it's because of all the dogs that. that were around there. You know, I'm watching that some of them are just so scared. And then they come up to me like, okay, how do I fix it? I said, first of all, you should not be here with this that, this dog. People think when their dog is scared, they need to throw them out into the public, you know, to uh, get better from that. It's it's called baby steps. You don't bring them out in public. That's the last, the next place you want. That's a, a goal you want to go for. Whereas, uh, but now you as a vet, they bring in a skittish, shy dog with no confidence. Confidence and they want you to examine it. How in the heck is that going to happen? <laughs> well, you know, I will. I will do pretty much anything to avoid getting bitten because I want to be. <laughs> I want to be able to use my hands another day. Yeah, really. But, but realistically, like I get asked all the time. You know, my dog is super anxious. It, what can I give them? Right. They want a drug. Right. Well, because everybody wants to use CBD oil as well, yep. which you know, no comment. <laughs> uh huh. 
Some, many, they, some I had real good luck with. You know. Yeah, but there are so many different sources. Yes, like, there is. Yeah. And you got to really be diligent on looking right. that up. I, you know, I have a medical license to protect. I don't want to get involved in okay, that. Okay, there you go. Um, so I think, you know, after you're doing things that you know will support your dog's brain health. So feed it at least some raw food. Give it fish oil. Give it healthy fats like coconut oil that will help develop its brain. You know, give it probiotics so that its uh, immune system can function better and so that, you know, everything can kind of settle down. But honestly, you have like this magic window of opportunity between when dogs are eight weeks old and 16 weeks old. Yep. That's your window of opportunity for socialization. Right. And so that means that when you get your new puppy somewhere between that age, regardless of how busy you are, you must get that dog out. Um and Not to dog parks and doggy right. groups and that. Just to experience life. Right. You know, whereas be around a car without the car. Oh, my God, what's this? What, oh, this. Or that noise or, right. you know, people moving and, yes. Right. And so you have to, you Leafs know, rolling. <laughs> yeah. Take it to the bank. Take it, you know, take it anywhere you go. But have it meet people. And so, like, the rule of thumb for puppies is that they need to meet 10 new people every day. Mm-hmm. And I always think... I don't think I meet 10 new people every day. So then how are you going to, how do you orchestrate that? So a couple of times during that time period of eight to 16 weeks, you don't feed the puppy breakfast. You take a whole bunch of treats or it's food or whatever treats that you approve of. And you go stand outside Walmart on a Sunday morning and you ask every person going by, will you give my puppy a treat? Mm -hmm. Now don't let them hold your puppy. Don't even let them pet your puppy. That's not what this is about. This is about, Short people, tall people, men with beards, men with hats, people in wheelchairs, people with canes, old people, young people. This is what you're shooting for is this broad spectrum of humanity and have every person who's willing. Here's a treat. Just give my puppy a treat while you hold the puppy in your arms. They don't they don't get to hold it. They don't get to pet it. You don't put it down. Right. Um, So what? So say you miss that. Say you adopt this six-month-old dog or the nine-month-old dog and it becomes a two-year-old dog yes and it becomes apparent to you pretty quickly that they have never been socialized and that many things are frightening to them then you are sort of stuck with desensitization and desensitization is a lot harder than socialization but you can still do it Mm -hmm. so step one go to an obedience class yep um, and I personally am a fan of the ones where you have to go out of your house and take your dog with you and go to a strange and new environment, which just makes it a little bit more challenging. Yes. So I would say do that and then take your dog into public places, but not public places where there are other dogs because other dogs might not be super well behaved or like you can't control the environment. Right. So you take them places where there aren't other dogs like Lowe's and Menard's. And but where you can take your dog in and just walk your dog around. If you meet people and if your dog is amenable, you can ask people to give your dog a treat. But really, you you don't want to go someplace where there are like so many people. Right. So go when there's not that many people there. And what I suggest is make your dog some sort of a vest or tie something around its body so that when somebody says, oh, can I pet your dog? You can say, I'm sorry, we're in training. Right. Yep. Because you don't want people reaching for the dog. You don't want, you know, you don't want to do anything that might set your dog off. And yet you want the dog to be able to go out in public and have non-threatening, safe experiences. Correct. Correct. So those are kind of my suggestions. Don't hide your dog at home, but don't take them to situations that are going to be too challenging for them. 
Right. And another game that I have uh, my puppy students practice is what is this? You go up to something and you touch it and go, what is this? What is this? What is this? So the dog has to, you and the dog are working together as a team to see what this is. You know, let's say the dog takes one step towards, let's say, this water bottle. You know, like, I don't know, that water bottle looks pretty fishy to me. You know, it takes one step. You stop saying, what is this? And then praise. Oh, good job, good job for one, even one paw forward. Okay, then you go, go mm-hmm. back to the water bottle. <gasps> what is this? What is this? You laughed with your voice. Now he takes two steps forward. Forward. Stop saying what is this? Praise him. Oh, good job. You be the cheerleader. Explain it for them being a little bit brave each time, a little bit brave, a little bit braver. And then all of a sudden, once they can touch it with their nose, oh, yeah, you good. That was a good job. It may take, uh, you do, I, I tell people, don't do more than four in a row. You know, don't, it, the object is not to get in one setting, get the dog up to that. Sometimes let them just kind of relax and go away from it. You know what I mean? Uh, shake it off. Right. Then come back, and then they're a little bit more willing to go a little bit further. Right. You, you, know? Don't, you don't keep hammering away right. at it until and you, you get don't it done. pull the dog to it. Mm-hmm. The minute you pull the dog to it, it has to be totally the dog's idea to come up right. to any anything. And so the big thing, too, is okay, she's in there going, hello, hello. Me and Jess are talking okay. and talking. Right. Okay. Right. Which plant produces the heart stimulant digitalis? Which plant produces the heart stimulant digitalis? Be back. Hey, appreciate you tuning in. We're winding her down. Say, Dr. Jess, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. All right. So you do over-the-phone consults. You do email consults as well as in-office cons- or in-office appointments. There we go. Okay. Okay. What plant produces the heart stimulus digitalis? Do you have any idea? I got zero idea. It is interesting. Oleander. Nope. Foxglove. Oh, foxglove? Foxglove. Oh, I thought it was uh, oleander. Oh, you're right. It's foxglove. Foxglove, which surprises me because foxglove, isn't that toxic to dogs too? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, because of that. is right. toxic. Yeah. So that's why, because I, 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 the Does plant's okay. to your heart. That's why it's Yeah, it was, right. I, uh, I, that's why foxglove, I, I liked the plant, but then when I found out that, you know, with the dogs and the cats and crap, it's like, yeah. you know, not taking the chance to have foxglove around, so. Yeah, well, most ornamental houseplants are um, mildly toxic as well. But, oh, yeah? Okay. But the ones like to really watch out for are lilies and cats. Yeah, lilies. Any member yeah. of the lily family and cats are Bad, bad mix. No kidding. And that's, that's, uh, that would like, kill a cat pretty Easter. darn quick. Yeah, it was 24 hours. I know of cats that have gone into renal failure oh, yeah. from just eating the leaf. Yeah, sooner than Or that. getting their nose into that, you know, the, where the, the inside of the, of the flower, get yeah. their nose in there. Yeah, in 24 hours. Right, or even just like biting into it. Yep. They don't yep. even have to eat it. Yep. So, yeah, that's, uh, so yeah, we have mm. no lilies. You got cats, no lilies, no lilies. All right. Uh, also, too, I want to remind you a fall festival soup sales coming up indoor in a huge pole building october 12th and 13th and october 19th and 20th uh four perfect pets is putting it on you can find out more about it by going to the number four perfectpets.com. and what it is it's it's uh um, all profits go uh to helping pets and what helping pets is is going to be an it's a new um 501c3 it, and their mission is to take care of the dogs people that get deployed sometimes do not they have their pets and none of the family members, you know, can take care of it and such like that. And so this is what Diane wants to do is that it's going to pl- be a place that uh, if you're deployed and nobody can t- watch your animals while you're gone, that you can bring them there and they're taken care of free. 
Okay, through donations and such like that. So you take care of us in here in the United States as far as fighting for us and that. We'll take care of your pets. Also, too, she's it's for battered women. Uh, a lot of times battered women will not leave because there's a dog, a cat, or whatever, you know, in the house. Because they're afraid if they would get up and leave, that the, that man or that person that's beating them up will do that to the animal. And all your, your shelters don't take dogs or cats or any, you know, any pets. And so this is, so, so. This is what Diane wants is uh, not only military people that can't find homes for their cats while they're deployed. Now here, battered women, whereas you want to go to the shelter, what you do is you either drop it off here at this place or find out a way that we can get together to get the dog or cat or whatever, you know, to that place. So you can get yourself to the battered women's shelter and not worry about the animal. So it's it's pretty cool. So what this garage sale is, is to pay for fencing and kenneling and more and get some money to take care of these pets as they come in. Okay, and so uh, so you can find out more information. I'm going to be there on uh, Saturday, October 19th from 11 to 2. You can ask me your time. There's going to be um, a bonfire going on all day where you can roast marshmallows. There's going to be walking tacos, hot dogs, and stuff like that. But the biggest thing is this super sale. If you saw the stuff that Diane has, it's unbelievable, people. It's all pet-related, all dogs and cats, you name it. The stuff between toys, collars, leashes, clothes, uh, Nick knacks you it's unbelievable so you know, they'll call it a fall festival super sale it should be a mega sale and it's gonna be indoor in a huge pole building so to find out more go to number four perfectpets.com number four pit four you know the number four type that in and then perfectpets.com so that once again that's october 12th and 13th from 10 to 6 or october 19th and 20th from 10 to 6 so stop out help buy get some good deals have some fun and it should work out okay so now where were we talking about anxious dogs oh anxious dogs okay anxious Uh, dogs and their people right and so that's why like i say so this what is this game uh, is is huge. You can do that with any age dog, any anything, and you work together as a team, and you get down there with the dog, so you're working with it, not standing way above the dog, the dog is way down here. You get down there so they can work, like, okay, you're here, you're helping me out, and you. And then as soon as they do touch the object or move that one paw forward, you stop and clap your hands and go, yay, good job, good job. You know, every dog, some dogs will start them if you get too crazy, they'll mm-hmm. like, whoa, what's going on here? So you got to find out the level of happiness and proudness you know right. that you don't. You you can see the dog is getting encouraged and 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 building his courage and getting better. And then like this game now we got brain teasers for dogs. I mentioned this last week. You know by Soderman S O N D E R M A N N. That is a confidence builder. You know and tricks are a confidence builder. Yeah, obviously obedience training is, a, but you know some people the dog is so. Um, worried, you know, such a worry ward, we're nervous Nelly, that to go into a class situation isn't good at this time. We gotta work more on getting, you know, building that confidence. And then, like I say, when you take them to a groomer or you take them to a vet, you know, folks, if you got a nervous Nelly, worry ward, it's not their job to take, you know, restrain the dog or, you know, so that they can work on it. You've got to work on building that confidence so that that they don't get bit. Because if they get bit or they're worried about getting bit, they're going to say, you don't want to come back some other time when the dog's friendly. <laughs> it's yeah. not, you know, it's not your job, but you can give them hints on how to help them, you know, right. build that dog's confidence. And I think a good way to judge it, too, is, um, you know, whether the dog will take a treat. Yes. Like when I first got Chico... He was too afraid to take a treat, treat. in yep. the house. Yeah, never something. mind out yep. and about. And so for that, I would look at 
and I recommend this to practically everybody, Brenda Aloff's book, Canine Body Language, yep. and then the Calming Signals book. By Truid Rugas? Yes. yes. Those books are invaluable. If you have an anxious, nervous, insecure dog that lacks confidence, dog in training, whatever. Right. Because that way, like, so say if you are out and about with your dog, say you go to Menards or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, you're thinking, oh, this is great. There's like, you know, three people here today. I'm going to ask them to give my dog's treats. Brenda Aloff's book will tip you off. You can just look at your dog in one glance. You could say, wait a minute, he's too stressed too stre- here. Yep. Time to go home. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Because it, it, she teaches you to look for those subtle signs of stress. How they hold like the head, a, the tail, their wide yeah, eye. A, the a panting dog eye. is yeah. not always a happy ha- mouth. Right. Yeah, a panting dog is a stressed dog. You know, if it's not like 110 degrees right. outside. I mean, some, sometimes they're happy and sometimes they're stressed, but you need to like learn the, the difference. difference. Exactly. And see, that's also too is that um, uh, a lot of people that are adopting these uh, puppy mill dogs that they, they say, oh, the dog must have been beat. You know, they're so shy and so scared. And they think if they can hug them and love them for two weeks that they're going to come out of their shell. No, folks, it's a painstaking. It, may t- it took mm-hmm. me two years with Ethel to get her to come around and have that confidence to want to come up to people and not be shaken and such like that, you know, to build that confidence. And so that's why uh, when people say, oh, he must have been beaten, I said, no, you know, raise your hand real fast in, uh, by their face. If they flinch, they've been slapped. Raise your foot like you're going to kick them. And if they've been kicked before, boy, they know how to leap. The minute that you lift up your you haven't even kicked out yet. Okay, that dog might have been slapped around. But no, everybody thinks that the nerviness, shyness, and such of like that is because the dog was beaten. No, it is from lack of socialization. It could be temperament, you know, type thing. So there's a lot of things. But the thing is, is that, okay, this is what you have to work with. Now start working with them. And don't put right. them like to dog parks or doggy playgroups. Don't put them in big situations. You start out baby steps to build that confidence level. Right, because something to think about, too. I mean, you know, for all the people that get bitten by dogs, and everybody always says it was unprovoked just because nobody saw it coming. Right. But if you learn to read your dog... Yep, canine body language, you by can, love. You can get them out of trouble before anything happens. Well, let's try to keep you safe so that you don't get bit. People, right. we got to build that confidence in those dogs. Well, thank exactly. you for listening. Thank you, Dr. Jess. Thank How can you. they get a hold of you again? Through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. Okay, don't hide your dog's training. And Carly, thank you so much for doing your good job. And go Vikes!